0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the, to the Anchor Podcast, the Anchor FM Podcast, where you can be heard all around the world, from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart so desires. Welcome to the Anchor, Anchor, Anchor. How is your evening going? Hope things well. Um, This podcast, the next podcast, is going to talk about two bands who put out albums back 30 years ago. Now, this band came out of Seattle and they actually had an EP out in 1990, but they blew up mainstream size 30 years ago. And did they ever. And, um, you know, when I reflect about this band, it wasn't so much the music, but it was the lyrics that really got me. I really liked the songwriting. I really liked the feel of it. And I really liked what was being said. That's what really sold me on them. The band I'm talking about is Nirvana. And uh, Kurt Cobain was very... Charismatic. He had a certain rawness and an energy about him, you know. In his all-too-brief career, um, you know, he had a certain type of vibe and aura. Now, you've obviously seen, uh, David Grohl going with Foo Fighters and Christian Novacek became into politics, but when they were Nirvana, they definitely, uh, left an impression. They definitely had a certain, um, or about them, and, um, you know, and just reflect on some of the songs and how things were, and you just definitely feel that spirit, um, one of the cuts is Heart Shaped Box, which I always dug Heart Shaped Box, I always thought this had a real, very distinctive edge to it, a very distinctive tone to it, very distinctive feel to it, and uh, I like the way it starts off, it's one of those songs that kind of starts off kind of melancholy, and then it builds up, and that was a trademark of Kirk Cobain. You know, you write them and you kind of nudge them in. And then when you hit them, you hit them with that boom. And um, that's one of the things that I would definitely say that this song was definitely had a lot of age to it, a lot of angst. Um, You felt the spirit. You felt the energy. One thing about with Nirvana, unlike other bands at that time, they didn't feel and sound like other bands were out. I'm not saying they were better. I'm not saying they were worse. They just had a certain type of energy that was a bit different. And I think that, you know, they were more stripped down and more bare bones compared to what was being sold in the industry at the time. So that's one of the things that gave them that edge too. So, um, but when you hear a song like this, you definitely, you know, you're hearing it coming together and it's very distinctive. So Heart shape Box was tight. Uh, the next cut that I dug was in bloom, um, very energetic vibe, rocker. It was one of those songs that just had a lot of edge to it. Um, complimented what they were doing. And, you know, when you you know, you really got the the engine going with them musically, you know, it just was really a certain type of edge to it. And Kirk Cobain was definitely writing some very potent lyrics. Uh you've you you definitely felt the spiritual aspect of it was very intense, and it just definitely, um, you know, definitely left an impression. So I, I liked the way that it, you know, where it went with that direction, and I thought that it had a lot of, you know, edge to it. So that was definitely tight, and you could definitely feel that. Uh, the next cut I like was Lithium. Lithium, and Lithium. I always liked this song. I always liked the groove of it. I liked the feel of it. As a matter of fact, I always thought that this was amongst the one or two of their best songs uh it, it had a very distinctive production about it and um you could definitely tell that once he found the sound that there was definitely going to groove with that it was going to be something that was going to be really noticeable about them and it just everything just kind of came into place and it just was just very distinctive and you could just definitely feel the tone so i always liked the way that song felt i like the honesty of it and again the biggest thing with me with nirvana the music was cool and spots but it was those lyrics it's like it really understood the writing part i think that's the thing and then his voice had a certain distinctive code and tone so it just kind of just gelled as one and that was very distinctive so i like that the next cut that i liked a lot was the man who sold the world um I like the way it starts off with an acoustic part, and then it kind of builds up from there. And I just think that it has a very, you know, sweet harmony, harm sweet vibe about it. It has a lot of, you know, elements going on to it. But I just think that it's really a strong cut, and I just think that it it really takes on, you know, that 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 angst. That's the thing about it. He really had tapped into the subconsciousness, and he really had a way of just you know, you were just definitely in, in draw with what he was going through. So that's what, it's a story upon a story and that's what a good writer does. And that's one of the things that Cooker Bang was definitely shaping it into. Writing those lyrics and those vocals and everything coming together. So all that pieces were coming into the puzzle. So that was really tight. The next cut that I dug a lot from them was Come As You Are. Come As You Are was like the second big hit. And one thing that made Come As You Are really tough was that it has such a directness about it. And it had a real streaky, haunting type of groove and melody to it, but that's what made it work, you know. It had a certain feel about it. And it was just like really like, you know, you, you were really taken in by how raw it was. And you know, it was it was it had a certain energy to it and it and it felt a certain way, but it worked. And again, that's a, that's that's the tribute to the songwriting. And how everything was done. that the, Once they had hit that sound, everything was coming together. So, um, again, another very distinctive cut. And it was definitely happening. Uh, the next cut that I dug uh, was uh, Penny Royal Tea. This is a trip-off song because when you hear Penny Royal Tea, you're thinking, oh, what is that? And it's like its own flavor. But it was a very distinctive cut. Um and it, and he talks about drinking and the tea, and then he mentions Leonard Cohen, the songwriter, and so it's kind of like an interesting mixture, but again, it complements uh, you know those lyrics you listen you watch as a lyricist he was one of the most intriguing lyricists of the last thirty years to go along with his voice, so it was very um, you know very distinctive i I'd, I'd like to say very you know had a very interesting point about it and it you know you're you, inescapable once you start listening to the details so I really dug that one a lot the next cut I dug was All Apologies I thought this live was very striking remember to think it was the unplugged but I think that this one live really went over like gangbusters it really showcased the growth and maturations and you could see where he was going especially with his playing and then his voice and everything and everything was just like coming into view so It was very distinctive, and it it just hit the spot, so I thought that was very distinctive. And um band sounded really good on the live version. The words, the tone, everything was just like really distinctive, so I really like that. And my favorite, and my main Nirvana song, of course, it smells like teen spirit. I mean, come on now, this was the one that made them a household name. This was the one that blew up. This is the one that... You know, it was like officially the end of the 80s, start of the 90s. This is what got them where they got. It had such an angst to it. it. had so much energy to it. It was just like a rebellion. And it was needed. You know, every every era has a certain type of song. And this was one of those songs that had that rebellion, had that attitude. And you could feel the change coming. He 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 had ushered in a new era of rock. M- music in the sense that not so much that it was doing things different but it was a certain attitude because it was like trying to do away with the hair bands and then we are bringing in our own thing so I just thought this was just such a you know a real like we're here and you got to deal with us and I thought that's what the thing was when I heard listening to Nirvana so um, very distinctive sound very distinctive production and and then the voice, and like I said, the lyrics is what really got me with that that whole thing. So, wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another. And please feel free to share with me your favorite Nirvana songs, live performances, videos, or albums. And just because a song or album is older does not mean you can't find something new in it. Because Nirvana had definitely had an inspiration, and they definitely inspired people. And uh, it's hard to believe it's been 30 years, but yeah, time does fly keep it funky keep it on the one be safe out there be careful out there and if you get a chance do check out Nirvana's various albums uh, sub pop material and also unplug and also check out Foo Fighters and different projects and stuff it's uh, this was a turning point 30 years ago and it was something else alright till next time peace and the best I'm out